Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 2, The Incredible Hulk. Hello there. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon, and to prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by Mr. Ben Avery. Say hello, Hi. Mr. Ben Avery. Hello, Mr. Ben Avery. We're big MCU fans, and we're super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into 2008's The Incredible Hulk. And I have to say that I was not super excited to rewatch this one. Really? Yes. You make a liar out of, of me already. I. We'll talk about it. We'll okay. we'll talk about it because mixed emotions, mixed feelings occurred as I was watching this movie. Okay. Uh, and and it started with, oh man, okay, well I got to watch it. <laughs> so that's where it started. I'm not saying where it ended, but that's where it started. Okay, so uh, l- let's let's jump into that. First off, this is just to make sure we're on the same page. This is the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, not the Eric Bana uh Angley Angley Hulk movie. Um Although that's a great movie and we could talk about it, but we're not doing that for this show. So now I, I agree with you. I enjoy that movie a lot. I like that movie. I, I think you may have just lost some people when you call it a great movie, but I'm with you. Well, I'm they can with get, you. They can, they can get their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, okay. Anyway, what yeah, are you, yeah. what, <clears throat> what are your memories of watching this? I remember uh, again, I think we talked about this with Iron Man where I said, you know, the internet scuttlebutt, you know, kind of spoiled a couple things. So I, I remember going into this movie knowing that this was the second in that grand plan, you know, and I, as far as how big the grand plan was back then, I think it was just they're building up to Avengers, you know. Um, and so I kind of knew about like the post credit. And so I went into the movie knowing that was going to happen. But you at the same got time, spoiled all over the place, didn't you? Well, I was spoiling myself. I mean, I was going to the internet rumor <laughs> websites. I, I was going to like, oh, I know I was going to ain't it cool news, but also like bleedingcool.com. If that was a thing, no, maybe that wasn't the thing. Comic book resources was that? I don't that was know. at that time. Anyway, it was it was comic book news sites. It was movie news sites and movie, you know, and, and I was I was into it and and I was interested in finding oh what's happening, what's going on, and how are they building this up and. And with this, that this was one of those things where, okay, this is coming. And, and I don't know how much forethought was going into everything as they were doing this. Cause they retconned some of this stuff Yeah. with, with, uh, you know, character beats and, and even uh, the Avengers initiative itself. Once we got to the Avengers, um, you know, why was Tony recruiting, uh, right. Ross into this thing, you know, right. and, um, and the fact but, that Luke Cage doesn't remember getting his his Harlem destroyed by two green monsters, but what? Well, maybe maybe he does remember it, but he just, he just doesn't talk about it. I mean, we don't we don't talk about everything that happens to us all the time. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I that that's forgivable, I think, because uh, you know, uh, Karen Page from Daredevil, she remembers it. Uh, she's got a she's got it on her office wall at that's the newspaper. Right. Well. Technically, it was Ben's wall. Right, right. But she got his office. Right. 
that's so. I've forgotten all about that. So yeah, yeah, there's a connection, an up connection, not a down connection. But let's put that aside. Yeah. So, so I remember watching this. I don't remember any lead up to it. I don't remember being impressed by it. I might have even seen it after Iron Man Two. I don't remember when I watched it. I do remember I was on a plane and I watched it on my iPod. So it had to have come hmm. out after DVD. Um, and I remember being impressed. Like I said at the beginning, I really liked the Hulk um, Angley movie. I thought that, I think that is a very good movie. Um, it hits a lot of character beats. I don't know that it's a very good comic book movie. I will admit that. Um, but I think it's a great sort of Chinese version of a comic book movie, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, no, it, it's an art film. Absolutely. It's and that film. that's not the kind of art they were looking for when they were making a comic book movie, you know, no. and uh, I, I think that they were on the right track to try and bring in a director who um, has has a very specific vision in mind. And, and he's a visionary uh, with Ang Lee coming here. Uh, Edward Norton, I mean, he had done Fight Club around this time and uh, he was. He was they, they were looking to build him up as the 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 Robert Downey Jr. Right. Uh, kind of thing. Or we're gonna bring has, in this A-list actor and he kind of has that same the right build, you know, kind of weak and meekly turning into something big and green, you know. Mm -hmm. It works very well for that. Uh but yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. Now at the time I, I remember not liking it that much. Or no, I I remember liking it, but not as much as, as Iron Man. Um, and watching it now, I was just, it's my memories. I, I, last time I saw this was five years ago or, or four and a half years ago or whatever, when we started welcome to level seven and we right. watched through all of the movies at that point, uh, until, uh, we got up to, you know, we, we watched them through the summer until agents of shield started. And so we, we watched, I can't remember what movie that we were on at that point. Uh, obviously Avengers had happened. Um, yeah, Iron Man three had happened as well by the time uh, Agents right. of Shield started. Because Daniel so, hates Iron Man three. Yeah, although re re listening to the Iron Man episode, um, my co host there, Daniel, he and I argue back and forth about Iron Man three and how good it is. Iron Man one is his third favorite Iron Man movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. So well, that's something that if you can get him to do Iron Man two with you, uh, next episode is something. To talk to him about. I mean, Iron Man Two is his favorite. I but, would um, love to talk to him about that. Yeah, would love to. So I, I just remember not being as impressed with Hulk as I was with Iron Man, and and then I watched that again. You know, kind of lead up to Avengers, kind of thing. But at the same time, it this is not one that I go back to or went back to much at all. Really, it's a soft reboot for sure because they have to. Because the Ang Lee Hulk movie is in people's minds. It had just come out. I'm not sure exactly when it came out, but it was fairly recent. It certainly wasn't out of nowhere like Iron Man was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so people, you know, you kind of, I'm rewatching this and they have to like weave in character beats, you know, from that previous movie. And those feel kind of forced. I, I mean, I really didn't feel. Okay, now now this is watching it this time. It felt like they were distancing themselves as gently as they could. <laughs> like, we're going to distance ourselves from that movie that people say they didn't like, 
But at the same time, we don't want people to be too confused when they right. come and see the movie now. Right. Uh, like, but they changed the origin. Uh, but softly and carefully, they changed the origin. <laughs> and and uh, so you could watch Ang Lee's Hulk and this one together. And other than changing the, the main actor, actors, I should say, uh, they they almost almost go together. Yeah, it's it's almost a like I said, it's a soft reboot slash sequel. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like 2009 Star Trek. And to be completely honest, um, 2009 Star Trek does not have Tim Roth in it, though, who I love Tim Roth. Let me put it that <laughs> I, I think he's fantastic in this. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is before or after Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But that's where I first remember seeing him. Oh, and you're thinking of um, Tim Blake Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not th- Tim Roth. No, Tim Roth. This is Train Spotters. That's <laughs> right. This yeah. is, yeah. I mean, this is uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah. Tim Roth is, I mean, he's, and he brings that sort of persona to this movie. He does. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. And it's it's interesting watching him as the villain. Yeah. Uh, you know, try and take on the Hulk when he doesn't have any powers yet. And, and, he's, sh- and he's doing it purely based on there is something in the world that I cannot kill. I would like to kill it now. Like that's that's his only motivation. Yeah. Well, no, I, the other motivation is, wow, I would like to be that as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that I gets- want to be that so I can kill that. Right. And I think that's where he gets to. But the first time, I mean, he's running through the the thing and it's just like, I have a job to do. And then he sees him Hulk out a little bit and he's like, oh, I need to kill that. And then he gets smacked and he realizes he can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the first time I watched it and and then subsequent times I watched it. I liked it. Okay, Mm -hmm. So I'm going into this thinking, oh. This is not one of the ones that I like so much. And so now the question, does it hold up? You know, I think it does hold up. Um, I think it, when you when you do a rewatch like we're doing, it does hold up. It, it, you sandwich it between, you know, in that first chunk of movies. Um, I don't know if it holds up on its own, but following Iron Man and leading into Iron Man 2, I think it does hold up. And I feel like it does and it doesn't at the same time. Um, the opening, uh, basically the first half of the movie, up until the point where um, he meets Mr. Blue. Who and is Tim Blake Nelson from? Tim Brother Blank. Or- not, yeah. That's that's who I was, yeah. But right. uh, up until the point where he meets Mr. Blue, th- when he meets Mr. Blue, things start to fall. When, when he meets Mr. Blue, things start to fall apart for me a little bit. And some of the effects do not hold up. Yeah, that's it, true. It just feels, it feels old. And, and at the time, it didn't. Uh, at least I don't think it did. Well, uh, not in the same way that Ang Lee's Hulk, which famously Ang Lee's Hulk, did, they didn't have time to really finish the effects the way they wanted to. And, and so they had to put out a movie that was basically not done in the eyes of the the filmmakers, but the the effects, eh. um, the final battle is good, and I did find myself getting getting into it, you know, and and my heart was was mo- was bump- was pumping, you know, and I was getting into it. But the 
the problem when I say it falls apart, that beginning from Brazil to the battle in the at the college to it's perfect. It, I'm I'm tense. It's so good, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how much of that is me saying, "Oh, this is them doing doing the Incredible Hulk TV show." Well, and the other thing is, you know, when he does Hulk out in in Brazil for the first time, he is. Uh, they don't show it, you know. It isn't until the very end. Well, not the very end, but like that that college battle where they show the Hulk being the Hulk. Um, but yeah, I do think they are doing the TV show. You know, this is the this is the 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 man walking around and the lone. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the lonely man thing. And, and they're using the lonely man theme. They're using that piano. That are, are they really? Yeah. Oh, it's 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 there in the score. Um. And it's there intentionally, and the way that they film that opening credit sequence, a lot of that feels like the TV show. And when he hulks out in the factory, uh-huh. they do the they do the light on his eyes, mm-hmm. you know. And then they, you see, he, he's kind of hidden behind a you know some machinery or whatever. And you see his leg, and it's breaking his boot and breaking his pant leg, you know, just mm-hmm. the same way that they would do it, you know, just to cover their. To cover their lack of budget in the TV show time period, they would do just – you could see his arms and you could see you know, Lou Ferrigno would flex and it would look like he's growing a little bit and, right. and the shirt would rip. And uh, But instead of doing a transformation with his face where he – like they time lapse it or anything like that, they would just shine a green light on his face. So you start to see him kind of turn green a little bit because they shine a light on his eyes, you know, and, and it's TV lighting and, uh, they, they do some of that stuff here. And so you, you, that's, that's tense. It's well-made. It's well-filmed. Um, the, the, the feeling I got watching it this time was cause I just got done watching, uh, the born supremacy, the second born movie with my son and, uh, watching this movie. I'm like, Oh, that's right. They're, they're doing a Bourne movie with this, the way that they're right. filming some of the action and, and the international uh, feel for the whole thing. And uh, it, that, that whole first half is just masterful. And then the second half becomes more superhero cliche. Right. He's going to fight his double. Right. Which unfortunately becomes a, I mean, that was a holdover from Iron Man where he fought mm-hmm. where, you know, they, warmonger and iron man fought together and they're basically the same thing um here it's but one's a little bit bigger right right here and and in this it's hulk versus um abomination right that's his name right and so it's i i think this movie had to do two things i think it had to be a good movie for sure but i think it also had to prove the fact that they could put hulk on screen and it not look terrible that there was a place to grow from it. Yeah, yeah. And and there were some things where the the look of the Hulk also felt like they were kind of doing some comic book uh look with him and it just it felt it felt a little more cartoony, a little more rubbery still uh and and less and less vis- uh physical. Right. I mean, and that's why I think when when we get to Avengers and you get to the Hulk in Avengers and then the Hulk in Thor 3, I mean, talk about an arc, right? Those guys, those envisionings of Hulk are leaps and bounds better than the previous one. 
yeah, yeah. And and that's that's where I, the fight itself is exciting, mm-hmm. but then I start seeing some of the okay, you know, it, it's it's Jurassic Park syndrome. Jurassic <laughs> Park still holds up, but with some of it, you can see, oh, I yeah, that's that's well, not as great as I thought it was. Right, and that's and that's our uh, getting better at watching movies thing, and our getting better at making things, you know, right. and. And so here we're watching this. This is still a ten-year-old movie, right? And and special effects uh, advances were still happening. You know, we hadn't had, um, you know, all well. It was two thousand eight. When was Lord of the Rings? Oh, it was before this, wasn't it? Yeah, but not by much. And I think it was only the first one. So uh, whatever was happening with that, it was, I mean, special effects were still changing, right? you know, and still getting better. And they still are today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because today you watch something and, and you, you watch Andy Serkis doing, uh, uh, Caesar in planet of the apes. Right. You know, and and you see his face in the CGI. Right. Chimpanzee face, you know, and, uh, what was the most recent thing with Andy Serkis that I saw? I mean, Last Jedi. Yeah, that's it. Last Jedi. You could see Andy Serkis, but it totally wasn't him. Right. You know, it, as, uh, playing Snoke. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just getting more and more and more. So, uh, so Return real. of the King had come out and was five years old by the time this movie came out. Oh man. Huh. And I um, think King Kong was three years old when this movie came out. So that's Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong honestly is the best uh, Hulk movie ever. <laughs> Hulk versus King Kong. Let's watch that. Well, I mean, the the stuff that they did with King Kong, mm-hmm. I, I I felt like I was watching the Hulk movie that I really wanted to see. You know, right? The, the way that they were doing it, and 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 actually, this movie kind of hits some of those same beats. Of you know the CGI monster being tender with um, the real world woman, and then also the CGI monster um, rampaging through you know cityscape and that kind of thing. Right, right. So, uh, what did what did we think of that it did it add anything to the MCU? See, that's the interesting question here because they yes and no. Uh, in, in some ways, they again when when Hulk comes back for Avengers, they distance themselves, yeah, because they have a new actor. But at the same time, he's he's doing the same kind of thing. You know, he's helping people on the road, trying to stay out of the limelight, and just he just wants to be left alone, and he wants the other guy to not come out. Well, because people get hurt. But I mean, to be fair, the. There needs to be a Tony Stark, and then soon there needs to be a Captain America. But the Hulk can kind of move into the background a little bit. To me, the this movie, although it needed to be a movie and a story and all that sort of stuff, it is really, can we put the Hulk on screen and not have it look terrible? Yeah, that's part of it. But I mean, what does it bring to the table for the MCU? It brings General Ross, who shows up again in uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, no, it's civil, civil war, civil war. Yeah. Um, and, and you have, 
this idea of talking about character arcs now uh the the banner character arc goes from i want to not be the hulk and i'm doing everything i can to not get angry and let him out at the end of this movie he's out in the wilderness and the way they they do the i am iron man moment where and that's the other big thing that you i remember anyway is just that uh he looks at the camera and starts his eyes are turning green and it's He's he's letting himself Hulk out, and, and that trying. leads into. I mean, that really leads into um, the the line in in Avengers when he says, "I have it under control all the time." Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Right. Yeah, that that is absolutely. This feeds into that. I'm not sure how much Joss Whedon was looking at this movie and saying, "Hmm, what threads can we pull on here?" But when he decided to do that line with banner turning into the hulk and turning around and going you know to fight the aliens uh it absolutely feels like it's one of a piece with this movie right uh but there's there's a big thing for me in what does this movie not add to the mcu uh we change actors so ed norton out right and 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 i think uh, that was a contract thing i think he wanted more money or something like that uh, he wanted I, I think they were just afraid to work with him because he kind of took control uh, more so than they wanted him to with with the Incredible Hulk with this movie here. And a lot of like the the references to this TV show and and some of the character things, that's him rewriting the script. Huh. He he actually did a rewrite on the script. I don't think he's credited on it, but um, he was difficult for them to work with. And right. and. So they they decided we're not going to work with him, <laughs> and and so he's he's gone. And um, Mark Ruffalo's in his place. Do you yeah. think Avengers would have been? I mean, how would how different do you think Avengers would have been? Uh, I don't think it would have been different, unless it was different because he was interfering, you know, and. Right. And and trying to have his vision get on the screen when really you have Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's vision needs to get on the screen. But even Marvel s- Productions vision needs to get on. We need to make money with this show. You know, this movie. And even to, more so than Marvel Productions. We need to have Kevin Feige's vision on the screen. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a lot here, but that's why Joss wasn't back for Avengers 3. Yeah. And, you know, let's. Let's call it what it is. This is a money-making machine. Yes. And they aren't necessarily looking to make superhero fight club uh-huh. uh, or, or superhero you know, art movie. Uh, they need to make big blockbuster superhero movie that can have some thoughtful ideas in it, but in the end is meant to sell popcorn and action figures. Yep. Absolutely. And get people in seats. Yep. Yeah. And if it doesn't do that for whatever reason, it's not a good movie. It doesn't, it's not performing well. It's not performing well. It could be a good movie. You know, good movies don't necessarily draw people. Uh, But that's because maybe this good movie gets people thinking about things they don't want to think about. So they don't want to go and see it because they'd rather not think about it. Or they don't want to see, you know, superheroes who have to deal with all this angst. Well, that's not true. I mean, we got Spider-Man. but (laughs) Well, Spider-Man's done in a comedic way. But Spider-Man is all about angst. Well, yeah. Right, because they've cast him. I mean, now we're jumping way far ahead, but they've cast yeah, him yeah. as a teenager for once, where 
he actually has the ability to have a lot of angst. So, all right. So the, yeah. So (coughs) the other, the other interesting thing about this movie, when I'm talking about what does it not bring to the MCU is it tried to bring leader to the MCU and, and that's great, you know, but we never got the opportunity to see, um, was that uh, t- Tim, uh, Tim Blake Nelson? Yeah. I, I wanted to see him come back as the leader, so, which is, uh, basically gamma radiation is, is the cause of a lot of Hulk's foes in the comic books. A lot of times they're like abomination where they're, they're Hulk like creatures that fight him physically, but the leader, the gamma radiation affected his brain and turn him into this green guy with an enormous brain. And so it's it's brain versus brawn with the leader. And I, I really would have loved to have seen uh, seen that. But the other thing that we lose is superhero girlfriends just don't... They just don't have the best luck in the MCU. And Betty, you know, you were with us for a movie. And then you weren't. And I, I want I would love to see Liv Tyler come back, uh, not because I like her so much, but just to let's reference this movie. You know, we, we had General Ross from this movie come back. Then why not? Then that's all you're going to get is General Ross coming back. Sorry. I, I, no, I, I believe you. I <laughs> I mean, I'm the Debbie Downer. Usually, right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm the one usually saying what you just said. But, uh, you know, that's something that'd be, it'd be fun to see. I don't know how they could work that into, I mean, infinity war already has 8,000 characters. I mean, I'm in infinity war. Are you? Uh, no, they asked me to be, you uh, but you, you politely declined, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because five of my friends down the street, they're in it. You know? Right. And, yeah. So do you have any other final thoughts on this? Not Here, really. I mean, movie. yeah. I mean, my, my final thought is just, I, I feel like, the the first half the first almost two thirds is just a really really well done Hulk TV episode and then the final battle is is a pretty well done final battle um, but I I said I was going into this kind of feeling oh, okay well yeah yeah I gotta watch it you know but at the end when I was done it was oh I forgot how much I like this movie it's so. not nearly as bad as people remember. Let's let me say that yeah. it's, it's better than people remember. So yeah. is, is, is that your final thought? Yeah. I, it's better than I remember. Even I remember watching it going, eh, it's not great, but it, you know, it's not nearly as bad as, as people thought it was, but now it's better than you remember. But I also feel like it's not essential. Hmm. It, I, I feel like it, this is not essential. Everything you need to know about the Hulk, you get from the Avengers. That, that may be true. That may be true. Well, thanks for rewatching The Incredible Hulk with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcometolevel7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep the conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Iron Man 2. Yeah, Iron Man 2. Let's do this thing. Actually, I won't 
I probably won't be with you for that one. <laughs>